Peace, peace, peace. Yo, Welcome yo, yo. to another special edition of What's Out up? the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill. I got my brother, Eight Level. You're now listening to the South Bronx Finest. It's Eight Level the Flyest, you heard? That's what's up. That's what's up. So um, we got some really, really dope things to talk about. But let me just first say I thank you for being here, my brother. Thank you. It's been a little minute. You know, we haven't, you know, done a show in a little while together, but um, we're going to keep this this ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. We've been doing a lot lately. Uh, I got a lot that I want to talk to the fans, to the listeners about. But uh, tell me what's going on with you, man. How's, how's things been, man? Uh, just basically, you know, just been really just living life, just showing up. Um being a dad, being a husband, you know, being an employee, working, trying to be a good son, stuff like that. I feel just, you, man. Just showing up and just basically just trying to get this uh, podcast off the ground as well, too, on word, the word. Out the Box Network. You know, y'all be on the lookout for that. Word. Um, that's um, in full effect is a working title right now. You know what I'm saying? So um, shout out to all our followers, you know, and people that have been following us on the um um, our out the box hug uh, Facebook page, um, hip hop thinks out the box. Um, shout out to uh, one mic, one mic group as well. You know, y'all check for us. You know, cause um, yeah, y'all definitely keep us motivated. You keep us inspired with all of the stuff that you be posting at times. It's crazy sometimes though. B- big ups <laughs> to one mic for real, for real. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, drive me crazy with them black thought posts though. You know. <laughs> You keep me going. <laughs> yeah, man. We 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 uh we rock with a couple uh Facebook groups that be doing some really, you know, having some real interesting posts that relate to what we into. Shout out to our group, Hip Hop Thinks Out mm-hmm. the Box. Yeah. You know, shout out to the people that are frequent that our group. We're gonna definitely give them, you know, their due in a little bit, just you know, giving them their props. Um, but first and foremost, uh, I want to just shout out some of the things that we got going on with Out the Box, right? I feel like people listen to Out the Box, uh, Out the Box talks, but they don't know about the the different networks that we may have. We got a number of different networks. So first and foremost, you can catch us on Out the Box Radio, which is a 24-7 internet radio station. Yep. That is through live365.com. You can just search up Out The Box Radio, O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X Radio. Now, if you want to catch us on demand, if you more like an on-demand kind of person and you're really interested in the actual, you know, the podcast shows themselves, you can catch us on a number of different podcast streaming platforms, one being anchor.fm. The other one being Spotify. You could also catch us on Apple. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Overcast. We're on a number of digital podcast platforms where you can just straight up stream our out-the-box talk shows. All right? And all you got to do is when you get to those platforms, type in O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X talks, out-the-box talks. So some of y'all right now probably are listening through those platforms. Sometimes you might even catch the show on YouTube because we try our best to post the video that we take of the shows on YouTube. Um, also catch us on Instagram. 
uh, Out the Box Media is the Instagram. The Twitter is Out the Box Media. The Facebook is uh, Out the Box Radio. Uh, we also have Out the Box TV on Facebook. Um, so we're trying to hit all the social networks. All the platforms. Definitely. And we have a Patreon page coming. Something we're working on to provide a membership access for you know f- people out there to catch some of our previous out the box talk shows that we don't really have up on a number of the platforms right now so being able to catch that to also get some like bonus shows that nobody's heard before other than like the people who are members of the actual patreon so look for that to come we want to produce some out the box merch like t-shirts and things for people to rock you know we got a couple festivals coming up uh or just wherever you at you know rocking the out the box memorabilia so we got some things coming so hold tight we definitely want to thank our listener base that has been rocking with us and continues to rock with us thank y'all indeed indeed and shout out to uh cast sound lab where we are recording out of right now big ups to them is where we doing our out the box talk show all right Anything else you want to mention before we go into our topics of the day? All right, man. Let's get into it, man. Indeed, indeed. So, as I said, I'm your host, Krill. My brother, A-Level, is with me. You are in tune to Out the Box Talks. To kick things off for our episode, I feel like this is episode... I feel like this is episode eight or nine. Don't be mad at me. I lose count sometimes. (laughs) Uh... But we're here for another episode, and I want to kick things off by just talking about the releases that have come out this year, some of the releases that we're checking for, right? It's June. I mean, it's actually it's July now. That quick. And we've already gone through half of the year, so we kind of want to like just think about the releases that have come out. Anything that you really, really are rocking with so far in 2009, hip-hop album, hip-hop EP release? What I'm really, really vibing with right now for 2019 is Return of the SP, Pete Rock. You know, Ooh, I, I, I'm, I'm, an instrumental. In, I'm an instrumentalist kind of dude, and anything Pete Rock, Primo, Dilla-related, I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? That's and um, That's what I've been rocking with the most... Uh, the dime piece, you the know, diamond uh, D joint. The diamond yeah. piece part two, the diamond diamond piece part two. Diamond D is another another one that I roll with. You know, part of my uh, what we call it. Um, how I say it? for for four horsemen of hip hop production. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's Pete Rock, Premier, Jay Dilla, Diamond D. Shoot, make it make it Furious Five and add um Lost Professor to that. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely. So yeah, but, I, I, but but what I, what I did want to mention about that was the standout on that track for me, and y'all peep it out. A lot of you guys that I don't know, much older heads can relate to the uh, Future Flavors radio show that um, Marley Marley Pete Rock had back in the late late nineties. Uh, used to air on Hot ninety seven. Um, we used to check for it. I think it used to come on right after Street Soldiers from like eleven to one on mm, Sundays, mm. and Pete used to play. A lot of his exclusives and a lot of his treats, you know, on that show. Mm. And I remember during that time was when Nas had released It Was Written during that time. Mm. And Street Dreams, which I really wasn't that much of a fan of, you know, in terms of that song per se. Mm. um, He did his remix of that. 
And there's a track on the album called Street Dreams. That's the instrumental that he used to remix that that to, to remix that track. Wow. Beat is ridiculous. Wow, wow. Probably one of the best Pete instrumentals I've ever heard, you know, period. You know what I'm saying? Bar none. Shout out to Pete Rock, you know. Word. Pete, Come on the show. We need you on the show, bro. We been trying to get bro. you on the show. For real. So we working on that. Uh, and also shout out. tweets. That's in them twits. For real, <laughs> yeah. real. We, you know, we trying to get you here, brother. Shout out to Duck Down Records, who actually yeah. reposted uh, a snippet of an interview we did with Pete Rock in, in, in recognition of the monumental album that he did with Smith & Wesson. So they reposted it on their Instagram. There was an interview we did. We actually caught Pete Rock backstage at a right, Royer right, show. Right. And that's how he was able to, you know, talk to him. But it was like right around the time that the monumental album he released with uh Smith and Wesson came out. Right. So shout out to Duck Down. Shout out to Black Moon, who Word we want to get up. on the show as well. You know, we're probably putting some info out there. Just putting it out there. Yeah, but uh we definitely, you know, we rock with the um the you know the 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 heads that kind of laid the foundation for hip hop you know we like to rock with the pioneers the 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 the, the hip hop artists from the nineties that have kind of like held it down and still holding it down so respect to that culture right. to the culture of hip hop in general you know so I'm gonna give my releases you know you gave your your joints let me mm -hmm. give my releases okay. um and I'm gonna try to be as brief as possible. My favorite project so far this year is coming from JR. That's John Robinson right. and uh, Jay Rawls. They put out an album called YCP. It also stands for Youth Culture Power. And why I like this project is because it represents... Basically what it is, it's, uh, uh, it's a book and an a album that offers an alternative approach to educating youth by using their culture, right? So using hip hop music or using their savvy connection to technology, right? Of, of the younger generation and kind of infusing it with the actual curriculum to educate kids, you dope. know? That's dope. Yeah. So just, you know, using what they're used to to help make an impact on them educationally. And this is an album where like every track is like talking about elements of this educational approach. Wow. And it's so dope. And you know Jay Rawls, like his production experience, right? Like he, he, he still like puts it down. You know what I mean? And it just makes the album shine. So that's like my favorite project of the year so far. Um, I like that because, you know, that's what's needed. Yeah, that's what's needed to bridge the gap, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And really to see to it that this hip hop, which is a legacy, you know, moves forward. We're right. talking about pushing the culture forward. Pushing the culture forward comes through education. That's and right. Enlightenment. You that's know right. What I'm saying, and uh, it's dope to see that you have artists that are actually putting it together in a musical production and putting that out there to Definitely. teach. You know. Definitely. So that's one of my my favorite joints this year. I definitely got to shout out Smith and Wesson with their album The All. We had them, yeah. you know, for an interview right here, um, in the uh, Cast Sound Live Studios. Shout out to my brother Jay Swish who also put out an album, really dope album called Every Word Is a Dollar. We yeah. had him as an out the box talks guest. 
Uh, and Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs, they just put out an album, which is, it just recently got released and it's just full of bangers. So some really dope releases this year. Mark Homie put out an EP called Wap, Wap Con George. I hope I'm pronouncing it the right way. Really dope, uh, EP as well. Some really nice projects this year, man. And it's just a half of the year. We got, what's some projects we got coming, A-Level? Bro. Waiting for the Black Moon project. Black coming. Moon. Um, what else we got? What else we got? We got the Common album coming. The Common album's coming. I'm looking forward to that. His okay. single, so dope right now. You know, it's it's real refreshing to to hear a guy like him that's still just making music relevant material at this stage in his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going on what. 25 years you know for common you know from somebody that just came from his humble beginnings of can i borrow a dollar to grammys nami you know grammy um grammys emmys and oscars you know and to be in a household name and still producing you know cutting edge stuff yeah you know with no compromise right right that's dope I'm 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 excited to hear what he has at this at this stage of his career. Definitely, and also I think Rhapsody has an album coming out, so I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of surprises in between now and December. Mm-hmm. But you know I'm looking forward to a lot. Let's go into our shout out segment. Mm-hmm. I want to take some time to shout out some of the folks that frequent our hip hop group out the out think hip hop thinks out the box. Let yep. me get it correct. And also, you know, a few artists that we rocking with too. So, who 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 you want to go with first, man? I want to shout out to Matthew Andino. Want to shout Peace, out uh, the Prince Quasi. Qua- yes, 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 brother Quasi. Uh, <laughs> he uh, has been pretty pretty um, involved in, in 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 posting and you know responding to some of the posts on Hip Hop Thinks Out the Box, our Facebook group. So if you're checking it out, follow us. On our Facebook group, Hip Hop Thinks Out the Box, where we, you know, we we um we communicate quite frequently. And also shout out to uh, Charlie Taylor from our Fifth Element crew, you know, Fifth Element magazine. Shout out to Charlie Taylor, you know. Um, he also has a podcast as well. Um, I think what's um, what's good, what's good. That's the name of the podcast. Yep. yep. Shout out, out Charlie. Too, you know. Um, who else we had? Uh, Greg. Yes. Greg, yes, definitely. Shout out to brother Greg for always kind of rocking with us. He's been on our show a couple of times, phoned in in the past. So he stays on the group. Who else? Who else? Oh, brother Yazid. Brother Yazid. Uh, shout out to this project that the album dropped already, right? Or yeah, it already? it's a group called Sophisticated Savage. Sophisticated Savage. Brother Yazid, Yazilla, <laughs> as we call him, is a beast. Indeed. On the mic. It's a beast on the mic. It always has been. Um it's your time to shine, brother. You know, I, I can't I can't wait to see what the what the world the world doesn't understand what it's about to get. You know what I'm saying? Um Word. we did a lot of work back in the days, you know, in, in my jump off entertainment days and you know, um just going out there and just seeing seeing the world and learning learning the business. And um I was always excited to hear this brother on the mic, you know what I'm saying? Um that kind of feeling and that kind of vibe that he his approach to the music is something to is something to see because you don't see it too often. 
it's rare. You know, you, you hear that vibe and you hear that presence in, in people like uh, Talib Kweli or, or most or people like that. He has that kind of flavor, mm. you know, to his bars. Yeah. So, so shout yeah. out to you, brother. Indeed. He has a new album called, um, I think the, it's self-titled Sophisticated Savage. I mean, Sophisticated Savage. Don't quote me on that, but I know if you, you, you look for Sophisticated Savage, you'll see the group. It's him and the two other, two other dudes that's in the group. Just straight up spitting, straight up lyrics. So go check that out if you're into lyrics, which I feel like if you, if you check for us, you at least gotta be into some kind of, you know, lyrical content when it comes to hip hop. Also yeah. shout out to United Front as well too. The peace, Vanguard, peace. you know, the whole Mayasa family, Bomani. Uh, Ambassador O, Dido Green, Pastor Green, you know what I'm saying? They got some dope projects out there, you know. Y'all go out and check it out. Indeed, indeed. So, I think it's time for us to go into our main topic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to hold off too more, too much more. So, me and A-Level, we were actually chilling yesterday and we were... <laughs> We were watching an interview on Sway. Yeah, I'm gonna let you kind of go go finish off with yeah, that. We yeah, we were checking this um, audience um, in, in, in podcast land, uh, internets as we call it. You know, rest in peace, um, Combat Jack, who uh, coined that term. Um, basically, we were just watching Sway's universe, and Sway had on uh, Jungle Brothers, uh, which is many of you don't know. The Jungle Brothers is from the uh, legendary collective, the Native Tongues. Uh, they produce hits like Our House You, um, the first to kind of mix hip hop and house music in, in, in one, in one, um, production. Um, and Africa Baby Bam, he was dropping some, some real serious jewels. And, um, you know, he just stated something that was just really profound during the interview that just really, um, resonated with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was talking about the difference between, hip-hop back then and hip-hop now and i know this is probably cliche and it's growing tiresome but it's a constant issue that people constantly talk about hip-hop then and hip-hop now but he put it in a way that i've never heard it before he he was like basically when we were doing hip-hop hip-hop was a hip-hop was a culture Mm -hmm. it was community it evolved into a game and um Community meaning basically we all grow. We all do this together. We make music together. We critique each other together. We're helping each other grow. It's not about you just trying to be better than me and I'm trying to be better than you and trying to be the, the, the king of New York and and being this and being that. He was like, it evolved into a game. And once the money dropped into the water, it became a game. He started seeing things changing. Yeah. And... What I thought about is like, wow, is that the reason why the music is somewhat in the state that it's in right now? Mm. Is it is still is it still culture based or is it game based now? Mm. Because it's obviously, you know, motivation motivated by money. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with monetizing or making money on it. But when that becomes that's all that it's about and that's the main topic. You know, when you take away the the, the break dancing and the and the and the and the DJing, never mind just even in, in the on the MCing level, where 
you don't really care about what kind of bars that you got anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm hearing guys on, 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 on group chats talking about like, uh, is DOS effects the same as Migos? Mm. How was that the same as Migos? Right, right. You, you know, trying to basically say that the stuff that DOS effects was doing was comparable to mumble rap. Where are we when it comes to that? Um, and this is just my my take on it, and this and my opinion on that is this: like, you know, what DOS effects did? These guys were wordsmiths. What they were doing with the whole diggity style, that was a play on words. You know, these guys were English majors in Virginia State. You know, that this is not just, and that's not to take anything away from Migos, mm-hmm. but, and what their approach is, but I just think that they were two different things. And for people not to be able to um, distinguish the difference just speaks on where people are these days. Yeah, yeah. You know, because Migos, that's rhythmic chattering to me, <laughs> in my opinion. The dun dun dun, you know, that's. This rhythmic chattering, you know, and what Das Effects was doing, they didn't have that whole diggity style. That was just one or maybe two songs. Right. If you really listen to Dead Series, which is the debut LP, you will see that their words, they was just, they're just great lyricists. Right, right, right. You know, and then going on to the Hold It Down album and all of these other things that they were doing, Microphone Master that they went on to make with uh, remix with, Mo- with Mob Deep and stuff like that. Like, them dudes are actually spitting bars. You know, I think they may be comparing it to the energy, mm-hmm. maybe just the energy that Das Effects brought in terms of their presence, maybe their stage presence. They were kind of live in terms of how they approach. But that's probably the only thing I could see. But I, I, I agree with you. I think it's kind of a reach. Right. To me, and, sometimes it's a way to kind of legitimize what it is that I'm doing. You know, like I want to be validated to continue to not really try that hard I, I hear you. to work on my music. I, and that's what it happens. It's like people want to people want, you know, whackness to be validated. You know, mm-hmm. like people want subpar performance and subpar effort to be validated mm-hmm. so I can continue to do that. So this way it doesn't innovate to anything else. Mm-hmm. That's a valid point. Now, now, getting back to this whole topic of is hip-hop still a culture? Like, <laughs> it wasn't until we were talking yesterday that I was like, wow, like, that's an interesting topic. Like, I think even me, I'm guilty sometimes of saying, oh, who's the best in the hip-hop game? Or what's what, what are you feeling in the hip-hop game? So I'm using that term not even realizing that it's not that I'm not using the word culture no more you know so what what research did you did you do to find out where this whole concept of the game came from for lack I think of, we got to explore that for lack of a better resource I went to uh, Wikipedia and well encyclopedia.com and I looked up hip-hop culture and it's def- defined as um Hip-hop culture has always had a complex relationship with race. From its inception, the relationship between hip-hop and race has been fragmented. Well, that's, it, just, it just goes on and on. But basically what I got from this was hip-hop culture was created in the ghetto, impoverished community, you know, 
by poor blacks and Hispanics mm. who just basically, you know, got cut off. There was a there was a cutoff of musical and artistic programs in schools, in public schools. So from that, okay, we don't have any ways to express ourselves musically and artistically. So let's do the graffiti. Let's pick up an aerosol, you know, pick a spray paint can and let's start to express ourselves that way to express the pain that we have to endure when we have to go to our homes and, mm. you know, go to these burnt down buildings. And just this is not the environment that that is constantly surrounding me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm going to make that into an art form with regards to I'm going to make the wall or the, uh, the, tr the 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 New York City train uh, system my canvas. Mm and express myself. I'm going to take the turntable, which is supposed to be a platform for music and turn it into a musical instrument, mm -hmm. which we call DJing. Mm -hmm. So you got hip hop culture as the DJing, the b-boying, the MCing, of which we already know about because that's the only thing that's still left from the culture. And um, what am I leaving out? B-boying, graffiti, DJ and MC four elements. And if you want to get, you know, if you want to get technical about it, there's a fifth element with beatboxing, mm -hmm. you know, you know, that's shout to Rozell, shout to, um, um, Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh, you know, these guys, Buffy, you know, these guys that just actually, you know, had those things and being, I get it. We're not doing those things anymore, but you know, when you take those things and you remove that and then you just have the rap left of which the rap is clearly just become an industry. Mm. Now, once it became an industry, it stopped being about an art form. Right. And art form is a part of culture. It's very interesting. So if you don't have that in the, in the mix anymore, you have what you have today. Can we still say that hip hop exists, you know, if there's no culture in it, mm. if there's no culture in it anymore, what are we doing? That's what we need to ask ourselves. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we listening to? Put that in perspective, you know, and let it be what it is. If, if, if hip hop, if, if rap music is not what it is no more, then what is it that we're doing now? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that uh, the brother from the jungle brother was saying was that the older generation needed to continue passing the baton. And I think that means right. you may have to keep not redefining, but keep letting the new generation know this is what hip-hop stands for. Because what happens is, as you go through new generations, I feel like the, 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 uh, the, the concept of what hip-hop is starts to change. And you need, like you said, a gatekeeper kind of there to kind of steer the young people in the right direction, the next generation in the right direction. I don't feel like the core value of hip hop will be lost, mm -hmm. but we definitely need to keep an eye on how we pass the baton in terms of making sure that the younger generation knows who the pioneers were, what sacrifices they stood for as the saying goes if you don't know where you came from how are you going to get how are you going to know where you're going absolutely and i think that applies to hip-hop absolutely and 
I feel at the point in time where that divide came was when people from my generation who were the gatekeepers, because we got to take acceptance and we got to take um, responsibility for this as well, too, y'all. You can't just be knocking the young people and saying, oh, why y'all sound like this and why y'all sound like that? A lot of us around that whole 95, 96 era started to go off to Bentleys and started to go off to the Palladium, started to go off to the tunnel. And we said, hip hop's going to be in the club now. And it stayed there. Hasn't come back since. Hasn't come back since. And when we went to the clubs, I let people like my sisters, my sister Leslie, you know, which was the next generation coming up behind us, you know, at at home to kind of figure it out for themselves mm. and say, oh, yeah, like this is exactly what Africa Baby Band was talking about. Mm. Oh, it's not about, you know, breakdancing, b-boy graffiti and, and trying to keep it true and trying to, you know, things like that. It's about getting money because that's what it became about. Get money. Get money. That's. That's all it that's all it became about. And this is how we get it. This is how you come up as a rapper. Mm. If 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 you're if you're the king of New York and if you're uh, this person and you're that person, that's the way to get it. I eat by myself. Hip hop went from becoming um a community based thing to uh, a monarchy mm. where I'm the king and y'all eat when I'm finished. Mm. These are the kind of things that Jay Jay Z used to say on the records, you know, like, you know, during that time in his era when he was popping with Rockefeller, I'ma eat when you guys gonna eat when I'm finished. Hold that thought A level. Mm-hmm. Um cause what I wanna do is I wanna take a quick break and I wanna come back and continue on this topic. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. Keep it locked right here on Out the Box Talks. If you're tuned into our radio station, Out the Box Radio, we're taking a quick music break. We're gonna go to some music and we will come back. A lot of dope music out there. So keep with us. Alright? We're going to take a quick break and come right back. You're in tune to Out the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill. My co-host, A-Level, is here. Stay with us. Okay, we are back to Out the Box Talks. Thank you for sticking with us throughout that break. My brother, A-Level, is with me. I'm your host, Krill. And my co-host, A-Level, is still with me. The topic we're currently talking about is talking about is hip-hop still a culture is hip-hop still a culture right and i think this is a a really really powerful topic yeah you know um i wanted to say a level that this concept of hip-hop being a game right when they say the game of hip-hop or the hip-hop game when i think about a game i think the main thing when you think about a game is that people are playing to win. Right. There's clear competition happening. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, there's there's a clear level of competition at hand, and people are playing to win. Someone but has when you, to win and someone has to lose Yeah. when it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> but when you think about the culture, you think about a community. You think about people getting along. So when you really look at what hip hop has turned out to be, it really, inter- well, let me just say this on a mainstream level and maybe even so on the underground level, I might not be able to take the underground off the hook completely, right. 
But it's been a moneymaker. It's evolved into a moneymaker. And we know that competition and, and, and making money kind of goes together a lot of times. Not that it always has to be that way. But yeah, when everybody's talking about I'm the best and everybody's trying to outdo each other, I think that's when you see these elements of a game kind of come into fruition. Yeah, when it's all about you. I mean, I think I can't help but just to keep going back to that that interview. I think Heather B, she was also on there just stating that back in the days, like when when you were an artist and you was a rap artist or you was an MC, you know, they used to go on and BDP would go on and KRS would rip it. And Jungle Brothers would know that KRS was going to rip it. But they would still go out there and do the best show that they could to stay within that class and to stay in and to compete, you know. But nowadays, you got guys that's sitting in their, um, you know, their, their dressing rooms like, you know, prima donnas like, you know, hey, call me when it's showtime when I come out. And you come out on stage with about 40 or 50 dudes, you know, mm-hmm. and this is supposed to be your show. Right. You don't really, you're cheating the fans. You're not really giving them a show. You're not really entertaining them. You know, anybody could put a record on and have the whole crowd sing it. Is that, is that art? Do we call that art? No, it's not. You know, so, and, and, and during that time, people were encouraging each other. Right. Like, you know, Bam was telling, Bam was saying that Melly Mel used to tell him like, yo, don't let nobody hold, hold your microphone. Not just necessarily to be like, you know, just to talk down to him, but just letting him know that have some integrity about this thing. You want to do this thing? Study it. Spend some time in it. Spend some time in it. Pay dues. Guys don't know nothing about paying dues no more or don't even care. Mm -hmm. And then again, like I said, you know, it's because the gatekeepers at some point took off. Mm -hmm. When you don't have a gatekeeper there that's the continuing to enforce this and they're continuing to instill this to the younger generation behind you, where do you think that baton is going to go? Mm-hmm. Right to the ground. And, you know, the younger generation is going to look at it like, well, whatever. It is what it is. That's why you have them, you know, having this kind of attitude towards the elders and being like, y'all just old. Mm-hmm. I know where this is going. But how could you possibly know where it's going when you don't know where it's coming from? A tree can't possibly stay grow if it's disconnected from its roots. And this is why I keep suggesting that that culture, that part of it, that what what really made it what it is, is dead. How do we revive it? How do we resurrect it? That's the question. Because it is dead. A lot of people can make this argument and say that it's still alive and it's not. No, what you experience right now is the ghost of hip hop, whatever. Yeah. This is this is like the walking dead. It's, it's walking dead right now. How do we wake up? How do we get alive again? How we get alive is through JR. How, that, that, that's how that's how we get alive again. Do or do we want to be alive? It's, it's just a, an examination of our hearts of where we are as a people right now. Yeah, let, let me let me just say this. I think I agree with you when you talk about the culture as a whole. But as far as hip hop and that 
original uh, thought-provoking sound, that ability to be creative through your lyrics. I guess I'm talking specifically when it comes to rapping and MCing. I feel like that's still alive, but I feel like as a whole, yeah, the culture needs some reviving. It's not abundant. Yeah. It's alive, but it's yeah. not abundant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, up, yeah, yeah. It's, I grew up in an abundance time. And I guess yeah. that's for me. I'm spoiled. <laughs> it, it was abundant. It was so abundant. It was everywhere. You right, know, right, like, right, right. Everybody was doing it. Like, you could be in a Word Up magazine and see Salt and Pepper, Heavy D, and Coogee Rap, and same photo. Like, that was community. Right, right. That was culture. You don't see that no more. You know what I'm saying? So what what do you think would would create that cultural environment again like what what needs to happen because we know what's happened before mm -hmm. but what needs to happen in this time for that to be Pe revived the people need to take their music back people need to stop being afraid to say that something is whack mm. stop being afraid to say to be called a hater mm. or even get rid of that hating term don't call nobody no hater because it's the criticism that allowed us to be pushed to do greater things. Mm -hmm. It's what encouraged groups and artists like Black Moon, you know, when they were getting booed on stage to go back in the studio and work on. And what, what gems came out of that? And to the stage. Mm -hmm. They were in D&D studios with Primo and all of these other guys giving them tips and pointers. It's nothing wrong with criticism. But, you know, we, we've gotten to a point so soft where it's like, you know, nobody wants to hear negative criticism. It's not negative criticism. It's constructive criticism. Be open to receive a lesson for once. Get rid of this pride. Get rid of this ego because you're not where you're not. You're not who you think you are yet. And, you know, keeping that spirit of humility and being being humble. That's 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 a start. You know, be able to receive a lesson like what Master Ace was saying. You know, do do you think that the do you think that the younger generation, the younger hip hop generation, even, and I'm not saying for everyone, but just in general, do you feel like they have the ability to even decipher what's whack? Because some of what we think is whack, mm -hmm. they, from their own likely honest mind frame they see it as dope mm -hmm. and it could be because they didn't grow up the way we grew up because of the, or the standard of quality that we were used to so that's the challenge i see like some of them might not even even understand that it's whack may not even understand the meaning of what is whack or dope according yeah. to what their standards are and according to what our standards are yeah. and those standards have not connected so i don't have the answer to that question yeah in terms of how do we connect what was yeah because that connection wasn't there because there was no gatekeeper there that still comes back to us still comes back to my generation comes back to that because now you're talking about a younger generation now that are almost two to three generations deep this thing has been going on for quite a while y'all 95 2005 we're talking about 20 something years of it being this way of you know not you you afraid to be called a hater because you say something is whack or 
you wanting to copy or sound like somebody else. Young people think sounding like somebody else is cool. That wasn't a thing when I was growing up. And like what Bam was saying, you know, I'm not trying to get into any generational beef with nobody, but you do have um, people like Chance the Rapper and, you know, um, Tyler the Creator, and you have different people out there that are willing to connect with, with, with people in my generation. You know what I'm saying? And when he was, that's what Bam was saying. He was like, those are the kind of people I want to build with. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that he touched on. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I might have the solution. I, th I started off by saying that I don't think it's everyone in the hip hop generation, right? That's unable to decipher what's whack and what's quality, right? So I feel like that faction or that sector of the younger hip hop generation that knows what's quality, they could play a part in putting that generation on. But it would mean that they would have to be more vocal about it. And I just don't know if... It's a lot of I don't things. know if that will that, how easy that will play out because I feel like all right, let's just like for people I let me not name no names, but I feel like those artists who represent the younger generation that's maybe producing music that's more thought provoking or has more of an a creative pr approach or as we consider quality approach to music, they still share a common experience with the younger generation that's not doing that. Right. So I don't know. I'm not trying to create a conflict, but maybe they're made, they're able to reach their peers a little easier than us. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe there's something they could do to put them on. But that doesn't leave us as the older generation off the hook. We still got to, like you said, bridge the gap. My generation has to be able to be open minded, you know, and invite someone to to teach you know, and the younger generation needs to be open themselves up to receive a lesson. Yeah. Don't be so closed off and saying this is my thing, you know. Both sides need to need need to need to come to that, you know. I could definitely agree with that. This is a topic that I feel like we will have to touch on again. If you fix that issue, you fix hip hop. Yeah, indeed. There's a disconnect from the roots to what's going on now. And that's the reason why you have things going in different directions right now. You know. I mean, and I'm I'm optimistic that things will change. I feel like the fact that we sit here and we do this show and do out the box radio and you know, people understand like This show is part of the solution. Exactly. Podcasting, I, you know. We have a station called Out the Box Radio. I focus on playing nothing but quality, creative, thought-provoking hip-hop, 24-7. I also include, you know, soul music as well, because that's a major part of our culture. But understand that if you have difficulty or you're struggling to find hip-hop that gives you that feel of, wow, I can relate to that, or wow, that was dope to listen to, or, you know, that was a real creative way in how the artists displayed their their lyrics, right? If you're looking for that and you have a hard time finding that, 
We do it. Out the Box Radio, live365.com slash Out the Box Radio. Or you just go to live365.com and type in Out the Box Radio. If you have the TuneIn app, you search for Out the Box Radio. That's O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X Radio. All right? So we do this. We bring it to you. You can follow our Facebook page, Out the Box Radio, right? But there's a number of other sites that do it. Shout out to Ambrosia for Heads. Shout out to right. Two Dope Boys. Shout out to OKPlayer.com. Shout out to .gotit.com. Shout out to RawDrive.com. Shout out to Grown... I think it's called GrownHipHop.com. It's so many dope sites out there that are putting out music that are sharing hip hop music for you to check for that still is a that still has that culture element and get to it. back into chasing dopeness that that was a part of the culture as yeah well too. yeah you know when when hip when hip hop became too abundant and it was a 24/7 thing like 24/7 video shows and 24/7 um radio network it became so easy mm. so accessible like you know I don't really have to search for raw authentic great stuff anymore right i don't right. have to search for quality right you had to be like a, a, a thief in the night for quality it was going up you know like you get your 120 tape ready just so i can record the stretch on right. strong show right right because i know i was going to have like about a tape a whole 120 to go to school to talk to my peeps about that right like, right yo did you hear the new g rap such and such oh such and such remix that yo listen to that oh this is dope we have something to communicate communicate with yeah, yeah. you know yeah, you know that's 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 not happening anymore because it's just so available and people feel as though case okay, because it's not available on a mainstream platform then it doesn't exist. Right. Because so yeah, I, I definitely want to make sure that people understand that we do this right. But this is definitely a topic that we're gonna be talking about again. It's gonna come another time where we mm-hmm. touch on this topic. So. For the time being, we're going we gonna to park this one because we got to get up out of here. But um, for anyone that's listening out there on our Hip Hop Thinks Out the Box group, definitely support us. Um, send in your questions as, as far as topics you would like to hear us talk about. We definitely open to that. We're going to have more artists on the shows. So I'm just happy to have you back, brother, so we could oh, build. No. You know, we got a few uh, festivals coming up. Um, that we want to kind of shout out. If you live in the New York area, I'm going to try to do a better job getting a, a, a idea of the different shows that's happening in different cities uh, of the U.S. And, and throughout. But um, definitely for New York, where we're based out of, we got a few festivals coming up. We got a festival with Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. That's Saturday, July 6th, I believe. July 6th is a Saturday. Uh, so if you're listening to this show, it'll likely be the day after this show comes out. So we usually put the show out on Fridays. So that that's happening. Um, they're performing. And I think it's at a, a very reasonable fee, too. If you go to our Facebook page, Out the Box Radio, there's a link right on the page. There's a post, and it talks about that show. Also, Odyssey uh, is also performing in Prospect Park, Brooklyn, on that same day, July 6th. 
Um, and we have the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival coming up, right? Is you know what day that is? I have not seen any promos for that yet. Interesting, interesting. But, uh, which is kind of strange because usually around months prior to this, you know, right. you, would, you would start to see it. Right. You would see, okay, purchase your tickets for this to this time, which is probably speaking for what's going on with that festival right now. But yeah, definitely uh, the Rock Steady anniversary, Rock Steady Festival comes every year, uh, summer stage in Central Park. So that usually comes around August. Okay. Around August. So we also have the Fat Beats anniversary show. Mm. Let me just let me just take a quick look to see when that's coming up. It says July 14th, Fat Beats 25 25th anniversary show. It's at Sony Hall in New York. Mm. So, for those that don't know about Fat Beats, Fat Beats was a staple store in New York City. Yep. They also have a location in, on the West Coast as well. But for years, they were like that store that you would go to 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 check for some of your favorite underground artists. Back when iTunes didn't exist and this digital era that we now live in didn't exist, you could actually go to this store. It was go a record West store, Forth, you know, right yeah. by West Forth. <laughs> Um, and you can get CDs, you can get cassettes, you can get vinyl right there from that store. And a lot of like underground talents that are now like pretty well known came through Fat Beats. So big ups to Fat Beats. A lot of performances in there as well too. You know? Yeah, big big ups to Fat Beats. They have their 25th anniversary show at Sony Hall in New York, New York. Uh, it's Sunday, July 14th at 8 p.m. So. That's what we have as far as, you know, shows coming up. Obviously, when we do our next show, we'll try to, you know, hit you with some other shows coming up. But remember, if you live in New York, we got Summer Stage. There's a bunch of free concerts that are happening throughout the city. So um, I think if you go to, is it the Summer Stage website? Is there a website called Summer Stage? Let me just type it in. Real probably summerstage.org. Yeah, if you type in Summer Stage 2019... You, you'll probably find a link that gives you a list of all the different artists that are performing. And they have artists from various different genres, right? Including hip hop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're in New York City. I want to thank all of our people for listening uh, to Out the Box Talks. Thanks, my brother A-Level again Word for being up. here. Word. We will be back. So keep I, it locked with us. Can I get one? one Go ahead. Uh, one request, you know, as to, to take us out. Um uh Street Dreams. Street Dreams, uh Pete Rock off the um Return of the S P album. Return of the S P E P. We'll check that out. No doubt. So let's do that. We're gonna go out with the Pete Rock joint, Street Dreams, and um keep it locked with us. Remember, catch us on Out the Box Radio on Facebook. Our Instagram is Out the Box Media. Catch us on those two platforms. We've been you know, real busy posting on those platforms. And make sure you check us out. Oh, our website, too, is outtheboxmedia.com slash outtheboxradio. And we're going to go out to that Pete Rock record. Word right? up. Keep it locked. Peace. Peace, peace, peace.